You're listening to the Stealth Skills Podcast with Maddie Stutchbury. Today's episode is a discussion and conversation with visual artist and graphic designer Sarah Masson. Sarah is like a gypsy woman with green mermaid hair and fluttery fingers who wields a spray can and a paintbrush like no one else I've ever met. We talked about everything from live performances in festivals, the decision to be a public artist as opposed to being insular and isolated, and Sarah also had some really great wise words to say about declaring your right to be a creative artistic person. Anyway, all that and more coming up in this episode of the Stealth Skills Podcast. You're listening to the Stealth Skills Podcast, and in studio today, well, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, sure. Hey, Maddie. Um, I'm Sarah Masson. I'm an artist. Now, you are a really great graffiti street artist. How, well, you, would you define yourself as a street artist or just an artist in general? Probably not. I'd probably just say an artist in general. Yep. Um, artist in general. I have done some stuff on the street uh, recently. started spray painting about six months ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't say I'm a street artist. wouldn't say I'm a graffiti artist, but at the same time, people can say what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because I only... I came across your work from um, a friend of a friend recommended I get in contact with you for another project I was doing um, about street art and they reckon that you were pretty good and you are pretty good and um, Thanks. pretty good sounds so lame you're very good actually <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about how you got started so can you talk through your journey to get to where you are today like did you study or have you just always done art what what got you going um I've always been into art but at the same time i um, Never thought it would be able to be a career. Um, so I, yeah, studied graphic design and that's what I work as a graphic designer. Now I work uh, three days a week as a creative director, which is great because um, I really enjoy business as well as yep. art. But um, yeah, I just started painting a few years ago uh, with brushes and yeah, really loved it Then really just couldn't stop and then started spray painting and now I really can't stop. <laughs> and yeah, just um, somehow be able, became part of my job and my life. Yeah. Um, I want to go back a little bit to um, what you just said about liking business. So you do graphic design as well as your art. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about doing more than one thing, so doing the two things at once. Um, do you think that you'd be able to pick ever to just do one thing or do you enjoy doing both disciplines? I definitely pick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that laughs> which would be, be... Definitely art. Yep. But at the same time, I do like, I do like um, creative direction. I find it really interesting. But there's there's plenty of business um, that you have to do in art yeah. to succeed. So there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. Um, probably about 20% actual creation time. And the rest is probably a lot of self-promotion and just generally getting from places and yeah, getting materials and all the boring shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think it's like, is how is it balancing like the two? So you have to... You know, you need a means to survive, and that's obviously your graphic design work mm. at the moment. Um, and like the harsh reality is that you can't just get, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people, you can't just get by doing your, you know, your art or your yeah. whatever it is that you do. Um, so, what's for you? How is it juggling the two? How is it, you know, having to go and do your, your day job as such, and, mm. and then getting involved in your artwork on the side? I think it's kind of hard because um, I always say that. I don't know, I'm using two sides of my brain um, mm. and it's really hard to switch between the two. It's really healthy to do it, but, um, yeah, I find um, creating, uh, doing painting work and also doing design stuff, it's just really hard to, yeah, flip between the two. I think I live too much in my right brain at the moment. Mm. And, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, what do you do then to help overcome that? You know, you're saying you're living in your right brain too much and you have to, like, physically move between, you know, I'm doing my graphic design job right now yeah. and, then, and then switching off that and then going and, and going and doing your artwork. Do you have, like, a little routine or, um, like, any method to the madness at all? Nope. <laughs> I would love one. Yeah. <laughs> love a manager. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I would love someone to just PA. manage. Yeah. Manage my life. Yeah. Um, Diary would be a good start. They're probably cheap now. Seeing as it's like, what, October? Yeah. Get into 2015 Diary now with yeah, like three yeah. months to go till the end of the year. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, talk us through what you've been doing lately. Um, you've been pretty busy, um, as far as I can tell. You've been, you, we had your own exhibition um, out in Footscray. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was great. Um, I had an exhibition solo show in Footscray in a shipping container. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Contain Yourself, and um, a bunch of, no bunch, two girls, two amazing street artists, um, Trash Hort and um, Clara Ra. Um, yeah, these great chicks um, started running this this space and they gave it to me and um, we're really helping emerging artists to do it for free actually which is incredible and um, yeah they just gave me the space and I was free to do whatever the hell I wanted with it and that was really amazing it's probably I, I would say it was my best show it was my most personal show mm-hmm. uh, I really put a lot of myself into it and yeah it looked banging it did actually look really, really good I'll have to um, put some pictures up on the um, on the website but yeah, um, and you also you've been painting a lot at festivals yeah yeah. how do you how did you get involved in that like how who do you ask do you just have to promote yourself a little bit or did someone invite you to do that what's the deal um well for for the last few years I've been doing lots of brushwork painting and um I guess I was just putting myself out there for like a few years and then now finally people are asking me to do stuff it's really good so I guess I really invested my time into it and now even some festivals are asking like hey would you like to come along give you a ticket if you want to come and paint for us and um yeah, uh, I'm not sure when the first live painting... Oh, yeah, Strawberry Fields. Um, yeah, Strawberry Fields um, Festival asked if I'd like to come and do some painting, and I was really like, yes, I would love to do that. And um, since then, I've done, like, uh, Yumea Festival, Saifari. Um, I went to Burning Seed, but I didn't actually do any painting there. But that was amazing. <laughs> um, I planned on painting a van. It just didn't happen. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it just really... Uh, and also in, in nightclubs as well, and, like, just generally live painting is becoming a real thing mm. um people really like to watch the process of something being created and i really like to show um something really human made and created um yeah i guess my artwork in general is very um you can see all the layers and see the process mm. i think it's um it's good in this world where everything's quite digital and quite perfect and i kind of like to make things imperfect and show that there's beauty in that as well yeah a bit of a tangent no, that's that's great. I love that um, because a couple of months ago, when I first met you, was um, I was doing another recording, another radio piece, and was focusing um, purely on street art. Mm. And it was only we met in Hosier Lane, and it was the second time I think that you'd actually ever painted there. Yeah. Um, what you obviously at some point decided I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. What was the premise behind that? Did you just decide one day I'm going to give it a go? Or well, did... actually, yeah, that was the second piece that I'd done in Hosea Lane, but it was the third street art piece I'd done ever. Um, yeah, uh, well, my friends, um, my friend James works at Youth Projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great um, charity, not-for-profit, for, like, homeless homeless people and mostly, like, youths, um, homeless youths. And, um, yeah, they have, um, they're building on Hosea Lane and they were holding a street party um, with lots of food and music and everything and they just wanted to make sure that there was an artist to come and come and entertain some people. So I just came down and did some painting and, um, yeah, it was really great. I got lots of jobs from it and um, highly recommend painting on the 
you know, the legal walls, I guess, because you're allowed to put your name up. Well, yeah. You do. I think it's a great venue, well, not a venue, but it's a really great space, and we're pretty lucky here in Melbourne that you, you know, you're not, you're not going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. And you can go, and it's a really you good... You paint pu- during the day, it's relaxed. Yeah, and, and people come nice. by and watch. Like, when we were, when I was recording you, um, so many people stopped by and asked you questions mm. and wanted to talk to you about your art. Like, is having that interaction with people who come to see your art important to you? Oh, it's really important, because it totally changes the work. Like, oh, I'll yeah. just be like, what do you think of this? Like, to a random person, they'll be like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, maybe, like, add some pink or like uh, you know that eye's a bit whack yeah so it changes the work completely um quite often yeah it will um uh my sister my younger sister often comes to festivals with me and sometimes I'll, I'll ask everyone's everyone their opinion but especially her she'll like sometimes even grab a brush or spray paint off me and be like I think you should do this and just new fresh eyes other people's eyes really help mm. it changes the process it makes you better quicker like you're not too precious about your work um like I, I think like you know, when you're younger, art teachers might, like, come and try and draw over your work and you go, I used to absolutely hate that. I mm. don't really like being told what to do in general. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that it's important to let people tell you what they think. They might not even be right. It's not like I agree with everyone. It's not like I think, yeah, I should put green on there or, yeah, I should change that up. I but might you're just like, hearing you know what? what people are Wrong. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just listen and think, is that a good idea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's yes. like, I guess it's... um. It's quite refreshing to hear that because so many people that I talk to who are, especially with visual art, mm. um, a lot of the time, and especially if they're freelance, they, you have to just spend a lot of time getting your work done and they'll be in their little office or studio or something mm. and spend quite a lot of time, you know, f- like just isolating themselves yeah. and, and being quite, you know, insular in that way. Um, and you're pretty much the opposite. Like your studio yeah. is like out and about. Yeah. Yeah. It's my backyard. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Literally on the street or in a festival whatever mm. yeah I just I just I like it that way um I thought about getting a studio but I like I need to go outside anyway to paint so I mean you're going to festivals every second weekend or whatever like yeah. you know could you when are you going to actually be in the studio yeah exactly it would be an absolute huge waste of money yeah I get most of my work done in festivals as well as it turns out yeah um yeah like yeah on, on the way up to Burning Seed I posted on the on the group um on the festival group just saying hey does anyone want to paint with me or like does anyone want some decoration and I'll do it whatever and yeah I got a really great response um so I guess if you put yourself out there it's it's really worth it and one one lady even said oh actually I've sold my ticket I'm really disappointed but I love that painting I was actually there at Sci-Fi Festival in Sydney when you painted that I wow. really like to buy that particular painting. So I was just putting it out there. I wasn't trying to push my work. It wasn't be like, hey, everyone buy my shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I would like to create some stuff. And yeah, I guess it works out for you. If you're positive and you're not, yeah, you're not trying to push your stuff. You're not trying to sell it. At the same time, obviously, I'd like to sell my stuff. But yeah. I'm, it'll happen in time. It's an investment, a time investment. And also, I enjoy it. I'll be doing it anyway if I wasn't making any money. Is it important to you to be constantly doing and constantly making things? You know, not, it's almost like preparing for the future in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like I said, I work th- I work three days a week officially, but I work every single weekend. I can't remember the last time I had like two days in a row off. People's like, oh wow, you have a four day weekend every single weekend? Absolutely not. No, it's probably never happened. I think that's um, a really interesting point. Like a lot of people think, if especially if you're. Um, involved in like anything arty or creative, mm. especially visual arts. It's yeah. got this real stigma that like, you know, if you're not working a nine to five, 
then you're not really doing anything. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I would like to see someone churn out as many, you know, huge, and you do huge pieces as well. Yeah. Like, I would like to see them churn out as many as you do in a month, you know, while also working three days a week. It is really funny. Like, people do say, like, wow, your work's really big. Like, that must, you know, like, they're, like, I, I don't know. People seem to be more impressed by big, but um, <laughs> it's actually a little secret. Like, it's actually easier to do big. Like, yeah. To paint bigger is easier. But also, it, it's more exciting for me. I, I, I don't like painting small it's just not interesting yeah but um yeah it's actually a lot easier so it's not (laughs) but people don't know that that. (laughs) it's the secret yeah but also the whole quit your day job thing maybe people should like if like you know get the confidence like I've I've seriously considered it um seriously and I I will eventually but I'm trying to save up I want to go overseas next year and like really Mm. paint around the world and um yeah see what I can do with that so I will technically be quitting my day job next year Mm. Um, but then you would be going full-time with being a live artist out in the human world artist gypsy yeah Yeah, I love that but I think it's um it's a weird distinction when you have to decide what like personally what is your real job like a lot of time people will consider their mm. oh, i've got to go flip burgers now like that's yeah. the other thing they have to do to yeah. pay rent but their their full-time passion and focus and, and drive in life is their is their art or their music or whatever it is th- they're doing i think a good thing to do is um, when people ask you what you do i think it's just good to say your passion first um i do it now i just say i'm an artist and um people People just take you seriously from then on. Mm. Like some people might push it and be like, "What do you mean? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, what the hell?" Especially when you say artist. Yeah, you're like going, artist. Oh. It's so general. It's like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, you know, are you a musician. Like, what do you mean? Um, but yeah, you say artist, and people like are generally interested. And then you're going to be talking about what you like, and then they're going to think of you whenever mm. something like that comes up. Um, you know, for maybe a job or something. And then I also say, like, I do also do graphic design if people are interested. But I don't really want to talk about that. Like, that's more like my bread and butter sort of thing. Mm. I enjoy it, but. Um, yeah, so I think it's best to to say that, or even just not talk about, I don't know, plenty of my friends, especially festival friends, like, you might spend an entire week with them, and you have no idea what the hell they do. Yeah. <laughs> because you're talking about what you love, and um, if, if what you do for work and what you love are combined, I think that's the best thing. You, mm. know, you can at least, you got to at least try, like, you have to try. Yeah, that's a really good tip, actually. That's something, like, I can't speak for everybody else, but I struggle with a lot, is having the confidence to say you know, oh, I, I'm a writer or whatever. Yeah. Because you feel like a bit of a dick because you, you go, like oh, who's the right? Especially when you're still like that's writer. And yeah, and, and like, then people mm. are like, okay, so yeah, you're not paid. Right. Yeah, and it's like, when do you? At what point can yeah. you give yourself the authority to say, no, yeah. this is the thing that I am, or this is what I do? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the time people define it as like if you're, you know, if you're regularly paid for the thing. Mm. Like for some reason, we define what we do by. What I think when people say, "Oh, what do you do?" They want to know how are you paying you for your yeah, food? Exactly. How are you yeah. affording to get by? And is that like you know, is that the right way to live our exactly. lives? Exactly. It depends like on priorities and how everyone mm. defines success. And if you define success from money, then sure. Um, but if you define success from like happiness, passion, and love and everything, then you know, like I'd say I'm pretty bloody rich. But yeah. At the same time, I'm very poor. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. Um, let's talk more about like traveling and what, like if you could tomorrow jet off to do, like what would you do and where and, and why? Um, I would, yeah, well, I'm currently working on that. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm, I realize that my main dream in life is to avoid winter. 
Um, it's not that's a good dream art. for I'm an like, Australian. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just over it. I don't want to experience this ever again. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, I want to do that and um, I want to incorporate art. So I'm slowly getting rid of all my things, like all my art. My whole room in my house is covered in art. It's ridiculous. All my clothes. I don't really need material things. I sound like an epic hippie, but I just, <laughs> like, you don't. Like, you know, when you're getting dressed in the morning, you think that maybe you want to wear something really exciting, but really I'll just put on a T-shirt and jeans. Like, I'm a pretty simple person mm. <laughs> when it comes to that. So trying to get rid of all my stuff. And uh, I just want to go around the world and, um, yeah, and paint. And I, I know that that's achievable because I'm just one person. Like, I don't have any kids. Mm. I think that's like do now's... Yeah, when are you going to do it? Like, yeah. now's the yeah. time to do it. Like, just do it now. For sure. The amount of people who I've spoken to recently who have just, like, reached this point where they're like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to mm. do this. Or yeah. actually a girl I spoke to um, in an earlier episode of this podcast, like, yeah. the next week flew off to Tokyo to live and just be, you know, to, to just go there and just yeah. live there. And yeah, it's like, when else are you going to do it? Yeah. Do it now. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. It's, e- it's pretty easy to get comfortable. Oh, um, yeah. Like, very. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think humans in general, like, they want to put up barriers and walls and because um, it's a lot easier. That's so interesting that you say that, considering that one of your main features of your art is to be in a public sphere and to be involved and, like, mm. like almost, it's like almost like a performative art in that way because yeah. it's, like, unfurling before your eyes. Yeah, it really is. It's um, it's a, it's an absolute challenge. Like, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to paint every single time I'm painting, unless it's a paid job and, like... You've got a brief. <laughs> then I'll have... Like, if there's a brief, um, then, yeah. But other otherwise, like, sometimes I'll just... I'll rock up with, like, maybe a couple of images, like, photos, and, um, yeah, I'll just, like, put them together or I'll be like, yeah, I'll do this one today. Like, I just have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And it, also, I don't know what colours I'm going to use. I'll always decide on the day because it always, it always depends on mood and energy. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Melbourne's a good place to be doing this kind of art? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I've seen you've been at, um, we, as well as Hosea Lane, you head up to the Powerhouse. Yeah. Up in, that's in Geelong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in Geelong. Yeah. Can you, I don't really know a hundred, like too much about it. Can mm. you tell us a little bit about what the Powerhouse is and what they do there? Um, yeah, so it's like a giant um, abandoned warehouse. Um, this guy Ian, Ian Bayliss, runs it. Uh, so any artist can go there and mm. paint, um, yeah, just grab, grab a spot in usually like pick out a spot for you and yeah you can create something there it's pretty great um yeah it's, it's good and uh, also he ran like a, a big wool shed um it's in Geelong as well it was like a big wool shed warehouse um where a lot of arts were also invited uh, to do the same thing and it was really great I met heaps of amazing artists from not just Melbourne but lots of Sydney guys who moved down to Melbourne specifically for art yeah and um yeah it's really it's really great like to meet meet other people yeah. yeah I think like that's one th- great thing about them especially it seems like Melbourne community is really inclusive in that way like everyone's allowed to sort of get amongst it and people are like happy yeah. to have it's not like competitive in that well way. I think I think it is it has been for yeah me, and obviously it has been for you yeah I'm pretty sure it is yeah I, I hope it is I think we're all relatively nice people I think so unless there's a lot of sabotage be, happening yeah. behind our backs yeah, I'm not maybe sure. we're just like everyone's great yeah, and they're saying awful awesome. things about us yeah yeah well it's been pretty welcoming like I, mm. I think just generally if you're not in general in life, if you're not a, if you're not a jerk, then I'm pretty sure people yeah. will be relatively nice to you. Yeah. 
Is there anyone, like any um, artists in particular in both Melbourne and just the world in general who you're really aspiring after or who, whose work you just admire? Um, yeah, well, I try not to actually look at... It's a bit weird, but um, I used to look at Instagram a lot mm. and um, now I just don't. Like, I just put my stuff up and I, I just don't really look at anyone because it, it, it gets into your head, it's all subconscious and I just don't want to rip anyone off. I just want to do my own thing and cre- create... Something yeah. totally different, or try at least. And um, but yeah, there's definitely artists that inspire me that I think are doing different things. Like I think like Two One, the um, um graffiti artist. He's incredible. His style is really sketchy, but really, um, it's 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 just really incredible. Lots of animals and um layers, and it's yeah, it's quite incredible. Roan like is an obvious like he's one of the best best dudes. Does lots of portraits, and they're just incredible. Um. Yeah, I'd say that those two are probably the, my favourite graffiti artists. And, um, yeah, David Bromley, like... Yeah. Know, original gangster dude. Like, <laughs> he's he's amazing. Um, a few people recently have told me that, like, my stuff reminds me of, them, of his work, but that's more my brushwork stuff. And I probably wouldn't say so, but I'll take it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> take a compliment when yeah. it comes your way. next 12 months is there anything or even not even the next 12 months you know just life in general is there any sort of blue sky idea you've had something you'd like to achieve one day or have you got any projects coming up soon that you want to talk about um surprisingly (laughs) not really i've done so (laughs) much stuff lately i've been really yeah you've probably been zonked out yeah I'm, i'm pretty tired um but yeah just um just focusing on saving going overseas and um yeah oh i'll uh, I might try and do some work for Earthcore. They started following me on Twitter, so I figured if the festival's following you on Twitter, maybe they like your work. Or maybe mm. they're just trying it, whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I really like um, those sorts of festivals. So, Oh, actually, yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm building a giant five-metre horse for Rainbow Serpent Festival with uh, my friend John. Um, yeah, so we're creating this yeah Trojan horse <laughs> abstract thing. Um, Why yeah. a horse? Whether uh, you asked to do a horse, if you just decided we to. We asked to do a horse. Um, yeah, it was John's idea. Um, he, yeah, just thought it would be uh, the festival's like I don't know. Got lots of artwork that's a little bit more, I guess, feminine and more mm-hmm. whimsical, fairy like. And um, yeah, he just thought it would be nicer to have um, a more, uh, I guess, um, yeah, I guess more manly presence. It's going to be like a <laughs> so strong. A it's a big stallion. Yeah, big st- <laughs> it's going to be a stallion. It's going to be on its hind legs, and um, yeah, so we're going to make it out of recycled wood, and um, and I'm going to uh, paint it and everything. But uh, my mind in no way works in 3D, so we'll see what happens there. Like that's a challenge, he's though, the isn't brains. it? He's going to. He's more of the engineer type, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just kind of. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> You're involved in some way, <laughs> apparently. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming in today and having a chat to us on um, on the podcast. Awesome. Can you tell us where people can check out your work? Have you got a website or just Instagram? Yep. Um, I've got a website. It's just sarahmasson.com.au. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Sarah Masson Art. So, yeah, so it's like Mason but with two S's. I'll also put up all the links, um, Instagram names, etc., up on the Stealth Skills website, which Amazing. is Facebook forward slash Stealth Skills with a Z. Yeah, cool. And if anyone wants to collaborate or have a chat, 
Absolutely. Oh man, that I now that's like my new favorite thing. I really want like you to like collide with someone else through yeah. this podcast and like make a new thing. It would be it would be pretty cool. You've like, heard I'm... it here first, guys. Reach out. <laughs> I yeah. want to see that happen. That cool. Thank you so much, Sarah. Awesome. Thanks. 